You are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 201 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's show, the Angels and Blue Jays each made some additions since we last spoke, so what does that mean for the A's, and uh, could more moves be on the horizon for each of these teams? Let's discuss. Um, also, I apologize for my voice right now. Uh, something's been going around the house. It's not COVID. We, we got tested. It's not COVID. But my wife and I just uh, keep passing the sickness back and forth to each other. So it's been wonderful. Um, it's been a very fun couple of weeks. But anyways, uh, anyway, follow us on social media. Uh, not me and my wife. Me and the show at Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Um, obviously I'm going to talk about the two big transactions, but before I start talking about baseball, I want to talk really quickly about the story that came out on ESPN by Jeff Passan and Mina Kimes on Monday night concerning the actions of now former Mets GM Jared Porter. I don't want to rehash the entire story because I think that it's more impactful if you read it for yourself, honestly. Uh, and obviously I know that we can all agree that his behavior was disturbing. He deserved to be fired, all of that stuff. That's not what I want to talk about either. Instead, just for a minute before I talk about baseball and, you know, big, you know, baseball transactions and all that stuff. I just want to talk about how we react to stories like this coming to light. Uh, I saw a few people wondering aloud on Twitter if this story of 62 unanswered text messages and a dick pick would result in George Springer no longer considering the Mets as a destination and turning his attention to the Blue Jays. Uh, even if that is likely, it's not the time or the place to be discussing free agent transactions and the impact of, you know, uh, sexual harassment and, you know, stalking, quite honestly, uh, if that's going to impact free agency. That's that's not the time or the place. Um, what I chose to do on Monday night instead of, you know, telling jokes, because I, I, when I'm uncomfortable, I like to tell jokes and lighten the mood and all that stuff. But again, not the time or the place. So I stayed mostly quiet. And I instead wanted to amplify the voices of the women that were speaking up and writing articles and following some new voices on Twitter myself to give me some new perspective on a more regular basis. I wanted to, you know, become a more well-rounded person. And I think that that's the only way that we can grow as individuals and as a society. And I know that in situations like this, generally, you want to have a, a woman on to give her perspective. But at the same time, I feel bad if that's the only time that you're asking somebody to come on. It's like, hey, tell me about some uh, traumatic events in your life. And I didn't want to do that either. So I just wanted to make a quick seg segment on this, just a, a half segment even, just going over how I think that we can all be better on our day-to-day -day life. And just real quick before I close out this whole thing, uh, ESPN was very meticulous in guarding this woman's secret for four years while they waited for her to be ready to tell her story. And in just a couple of words, Sandy Alderson basically gave the whole game up by giving up her country of origin, which it said explicitly in the article, she did not want anything to be known about her because where she is from, her, her home country, they're not nice about this kind of stuff. So he basically put her out on blast in the middle of his press conference. Uh, I'm sure that it was an accident and all that stuff, and he didn't mean to cause harm, but that is a really big mistake to make for somebody that high up in an organization. And it just shows 
how ill-equipped teams and uh, baseball and people are at handling these kinds of situations. And I don't think that, uh, you know, it takes a rocket scientist to figure out, hey, maybe we should uh, be delicate with these kinds of things. And just a last couple of words on the topic before I move on. Uh, I believe that it was Sarah Spain that said something to this effect in her piece that uh, not all men would do something like this, but every woman has an experience like this, and that's the problem, and that uh, that tells a lot about where we are in society. Uh, it's a very common problem, even though, you know, it could only be... only, I don't even want to say only. Uh, it's not everybody uh, on the male side that's doing this, but um, it's enough... And that needs to change. We also had one of our very own uh, Bay Area media people standing up for men on Monday night, which was a really weird timing. Uh, it had been out for like an hour and she was like, ah, but I mean, some men are good and they need to get praise too. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, the good guys, sure. They, they can get their moment in the sun at some point, I guess. But we also don't need to be patted on the back for being decent human beings and, uh, you know, clearing the bar that's set on the ground. Treating people with respect does not need kudos. Uh, I appreciate it, but no thank you. Um, and I just thought that that was a really weird timing on that when we should be lifting up uh, uh, you know, women's voices. Um, but yeah, anyways, to wrap this little portion up, all I have to say is uh, be better, everybody. That's it. Just be better. Um, and I have no clue how to segue into baseball transactions from that. So I will go with one team that's trying to get better. It's the Los Angeles Angels on Tuesday night. Knowing I had no content for today's pod, they went ahead and signed Jose Quintana to a one-year $8 million contract. Uh, he was injured a lot in 2020. He had 10 innings pitched for the Cubs. He had a thumb injury and a lat injury. Both were on the left side. And uh, obviously he was part of a big trade from the White Sox to the Cubs. Cubs in 2017, and that landed the White Sox Aloy Jimenez, and so they're doing just fine off of that trade. Uh, and in his time with the Cubs, Quintana held a 4.24 ERA with a 130 whip and 2.8 walks per nine. Outside of 2020, he's been making 30 plus starts a season since 2013. So his durability should help the Angels as they piece together a rotation. Um, obviously, they don't have a lot of depth in most years and uh, having Jose Quintana there as a guy who they're not going to have to replace most likely, uh, that should help out the Angels in a in a big way. Uh, right now, the rotation is Dylan Bundy, who was an A's killer. So uh, there's one ace, I guess, uh, against the A's at least, maybe not against everybody else. Then they had Andrew Heaney. Then they got uh, Jose Quintana, Griffin Canning, and uh, Jose Bria. Jose? I think it's Jose Bria. And uh, Shohei Otani, or both, if they go with a six-man rotation, they've got six-ish starters. So they've got the makings of a rotation there. And I really don't hate this move of adding Quintana to their team, if I'm being quite honest about everything. Uh, their rotation, if they can stay healthy, is a pretty solid starting six, assuming that Otani regains his form, which I'm a big Otani stand, so I'm assuming that he will, and he'll be fantastic in 2021. And, uh, you know, granted, nobody is necessarily an ace on that staff outside of Dylan Bundy when he faces the A's, you know, three or four times in 2021. But uh, they do have a couple of number twos and number three starters, and they got a couple of number fours and number fives. And they're not going to get hurt by their rotation most times out, and they have a really good offense. So if they got a bunch of guys with like four to four and a half ERAs, that's the makings of a decent rotation. Um, I think that if the Angels went out and signed Trevor Bauer or traded for Luis Castillo from the Reds, they'd become a real threat in the AL West. And honestly, 
of those two options, I'd probably go with Luis Castillo over signing Bauer if I were the Los Angeles Angels. That's still weird to say. Um, he's cost-controlled, and after Pujols' contract comes up uh, at the end of this season, I think he's getting like $30 million in 2021, which is a ridiculous amount of money for that geriatric player. I mean, at the time that he signed the contract, he totally deserved it, but now it's just a burden on the team. But after that money's gone, then they will have a little bit of extra money to spend to improve other areas of need as they see fit. So uh, I, I think that the Angels have one more big move in them. So keep an eye on them. They're going to be a scary team, I think, in 2021. But coming up on the show, I'm going to talk about the Blue Jays moves that may have just vaulted them ahead of the Tampa Bay Rays in the AL East. So stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. The NFL playoffs are reaching fever pitch, and there is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust the most, and that is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. I went over the NFL lines on Monday's show, so I will... Uh, Go with a different route this time. We're talking about the Kings, the Sacramento Kings. They're playing on Wednesday, and they are facing the Clippers in Los Angeles. And uh, the Clippers are giving up 10.5 points. So if you think that the Kings, the Sacramento Kings, can uh, lose by less than 11, put some money on the Kings, because Tyrese Halliburton, that lefty, the southpaw shooter, I like him. Um... I don't know that they're going to cover that spread because the Clippers are good. But uh, if you want to go with the over-under on that game, it's set at 231.5. So if you're not necessarily feeling the Kings, you can bet on the over on that one because they don't play defense. So there's a couple of routes you could go with the Kings and Clippers game. But there's only one place that you should go to place a bet on the Kings and Clippers game, and that is betonline.ag. Make sure to use promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Today's show is also brought to you by rockauto.com. They are a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices. Prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box and let them know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Join walking baseball encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, every day on Locked On MLB for a unique look at the majors, both past and present, featuring exciting guest interviews, routine check-ins from the Locked On MLB Network's team of local experts like me, Jason, (laughs) and insightful analysis of the day's biggest stories. Locked On MLB is the single biggest source for daily baseball talk. Subscribe today wherever you get podcasts. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like hearing podcasts. And also make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter. And if you have any mailbag questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So late Tuesday nights, the rumors started coming out that the Blue Jays were close to signing George Springer. And before long, those rumors became reality. And he was officially going to be playing in Toronto for the next six seasons and getting $150 million dollars 
dollars to do so. This move comes after Kirby Yates had already signed a one-year, $5.5 million deal to play with the Blue Jays in 2021. That deal also has $4.5 million of incentives baked into it, so if he performs well like he had been with the Padres the last couple of seasons, he's going to be getting $10 million. Not a bad deal for uh, Kirby Yates. But back to George Springer, because he is obviously the big name, because he's going to be there for six years. Uh, all off-season long, it's kind of felt like he's been going to Toronto or New York to play with the Mets. But Toronto always kind of felt like the front runner because the Mets had some other things that they needed to really go after, and Toronto kind of needed a center fielder. So it made sense. Uh, but now it is actually official that he is going to be playing in Toronto, and I think that he's going to look great in their blue uniforms. But uh, him and Kirby Yates are definitely moves that move the needle for me in the AL East. I think that this probably vaults them up above the Rays in the AL East. Uh, going off a gut feel on this one, I know that the Rays are still really good, but I feel like they're going to be taking a step back in 2021 because, as I talked about with Josh Neighbors last week, uh, this longer season does not necessarily play into their hands as, as much as the shortened 60-game season did in 2020, and their depth is really going to be tested, the the Rays, I, I'm saying here. Um, yeah, and I think that the, the Blue Jays have a pretty decent team. They, they got a really nice young lineup with Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who looks poised for a breakout and, you know, realizing some of that potential after he's been dropping a bunch of weight this winter. Then you got Bo Bichette, Teoscar Hernandez, who had a nice little breakout of his own in 2020. And then you got Lords Gurriel, who, uh, Jr., who people don't necessarily know about, but he's really, really solid. I've had him on my fantasy teams for a number of years and people keep wanting him and I keep saying no because I like him a lot. Uh, those are their main cogs in the offense, but they also got Rowdy Telez and Alejandro Kirk comprising the quote-unquote young, thick portion of their roster, and those are both two really good batters as well. Uh, they're a team with some offensive upside in, in my eyes, and I think that they're going to be a dominant force, especially in the AL East. All of those ballparks are conducive to hitting home runs and having good offensive numbers. So uh, they get to play in Baltimore a handful of times. That should help. Uh, and also Baltimore, not a great team. Um, on the pitching side, they could probably use a little bit of, of a bump in the rotation with uh, Hunjun Ryu, Robbie Ray, Nate Pearson, Ross Stripling, and Tanner Roark as their current starting five. And don't get me wrong, I think that that's a really sneaky starting five, and they could be really good, but I'm just not really high on Tanner Roark personally. He's probably good for like a 4-5 to a 5 ERA, but and that might be good enough with their rotation, or with their uh, offense, excuse me. But um, if they brought back somebody like Taiwan Walker on the cheap, give him, you know, 330, something like that, I think that that could be enough to get him there uh, in Toronto, and then they could move Tanner Roark to the bullpen. I'd really kind of buy into what they're doing uh, with all of that. So uh, with all that said, I do want to focus on some of the bet online lines here because uh, they're interesting to me. Uh, according to Bet Online, they have the Blue Jays at plus 675 to win the AL East, with the Yankees at uh, negative or minus 210, and the Rays at plus 340, still ahead of them, according to the odds makers. And I think that Toronto is probably going to leapfrog the Rays in the division because of things that I already said. Uh, but the Yankees are still looking pretty tough. But all it takes is either Stanton or Judge breaking down and missing time, which. Honestly, they usually do. They don't usually make it through a full season unscathed. And that would create an opening for the Jays to kind of take the division if they wanted it, uh, especially if they still want to make a move. The Yankees 
don't really have a lot of payroll flexibility right now. Uh, their payroll is currently $201 million, according to roster resource over at Fangraphs. And that means unless they want to go way past the luxury tax threshold, then they're probably not going to be getting a significant boost in their rotation, which is a little bit uh, iffy right now. They got Garrett Cole as their undoubted ace. And uh, right behind him, you got Corey Kluber, who's nice signing, could really pay off for him, but he's a big question mark after not really pitching in the last two seasons. And he's going to be getting some time off because he hasn't pitched in the last two seasons. So he's going to be on an innings limit. So how good how good are their backup guys right now? Uh I don't know how good they are because their three through five starters are Jordan Montgomery, Dievi Garcia, and Domingo Herman. Montgomery's been all right. You know, he's he's had a track record of being okay, but he also has struggled the last couple of years. Uh, granted, I usually throw out 2020 stats, so I'm not sure how much to make of that. Maybe he's only been bad for one season. Uh, and then you got Dievi Garcia. He's a highly touted prospect. He debuted last year. He, had, he ran into some trouble, but I think that that was part of how they were using him, coming out of the bullpen and stuff like that. He might have a high ceiling, but until they do it, you never know. And then uh, Domingo Homeron was suspended for the 2020 season after a domestic violence incident so uh that's their rotation and i and they got clark schmidt too he's solid but again rookie uh don't know if you want to be banking too much on him so they have some question marks even though they're heavily favored in this division and uh meanwhile the the jays have a payroll that sits at 116 million dollars and that's with the george springer and kirby yates money so they could easily go spend a bunch more money if they want to to improve their bullpen and their rotation if they want to and i think that they're getting close to being at that threshold where it's put up or shut up time they're going to be putting up i believe uh i'm not saying that the jays at plus 675 to win the division is a lock by any means but there is a case to be made that they're, they'd be a smart bet right now if you wanted to put some money on them uh, because as they improve the roster and add to that payroll, then the payout that you would get from bet online would shrink. So if you want to put like 10 bucks on them, you win 67 and a half. And that's not bad for, you know, just having a little bit of fun. Granted, you got to wait until like October to get it. But, you know, there's some there's something there. And just because I talked about about them a little bit earlier, uh, the Angels, I still think that they're going to land another starter or a couple of bullpen arms to really add some firepower to try and take the A's down if they can. Uh, Bet Online has the AL West wide open right now. The A's have the best odds at plus 110, followed by the Astros at plus 175, and the Angels at plus 375. And right now, the team that scares me, honestly, is the Angels, because they're already spending all of this money. Why not spend just a little bit more for one year and make a real push for the offseason? Again, Albert Pujols is coming off the books after this year, so they have long-term money that they could potentially spend if they wanted to and just be up against the luxury tax in 2021, and uh, it wouldn't affect them in the long term. So we'll see. Um, and they're they're up against that luxury tax, so they're spending the money. Meanwhile, the A's don't seem to want to spend any money, and the Astros have a bunch of holes to figure out. They've made some improvements in their bullpen and their rotation and whatnot, but they still have like a whole outfield outside of uh, Kyle Tucker that they need to figure out. So uh, there are some holes there. I think that the Angels are kind of the team to be wary of right now. So if you think that, you know, plus 375 are good odds for the Angels, Put some money on them before uh, before they make another big move, before they sign Trevor Bauer or whatever, uh, or trade for Luis Castillo or whatever they're going to do, because they're going to do something. They got one more move in them, I think. So we'll see what that is. But uh, that is it for me today, you guys. 
Uh, my back went out halfway through this episode. And my voice is gone. So hopefully, uh, hopefully you didn't mind me gritting and bearing the pain uh, as I brought you this episode. Oh, there goes my voice. Okay. So with that audio clue, stay indoors and celebrate good times, Oakland. Keep wearing those masks and I'll talk to you guys later.